This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast, edition number 51 of the 2021-2022 season. Joining myself, Omar, I've got my regular co-host, Mr. Mickey Simpson. You all right, pal? Yes, fella. Yes, fella. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good, mate. We're uh, we're going to touch wood tonight that we're not going to have any mutes, any fuck-ups or anything else. So if it does happen, it's because of that fella below. You've preempted <laughs> it now because you're definitely going to have a mute or you're definitely going to have a moment where you mess up. So it's all right. I understand. Uh, and joining us as always <laughs> is Mr. Kai Bennett. You all right, pal? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. I just hope I can stick to that, Mickey, you know. I do my best, obviously, but um, I might stop. I might just not put myself on mute all all, uh, all show. <laughs> do you know what happened for the first time in five years this week, Kai, in the championship? There was no shots at all. A 0.0 XG recorded by Mill on Tuesday night at Ewood Park. First time in five years. I think it's two and a half thousand games. Little good effort, I think, Kai. What do you reckon? Yeah, setting records, setting new records, you know, it's perfect. Just what we do, isn't it? But no, nah, it was, it's obviously, it was a hard watch, wasn't it? Like in terms of attacking way, I thought 
attacking performance, but I thought the defensive the defensive performance and the resilience they showed showed was commendable. Um, not like I mean, a couple maybe four, five, six weeks ago before we went on that winning winning run, I felt like we might have buckled under that little bit of pressure. Um, yeah, I mean, but we did well, and we you know we saw it out. As mentioned, obviously the first time in two thousand six hundred forty nine games of football that is the there was no no attempt on goal from a side, and that was Mill on Tuesday. Uh, we'll be talking all things Blackburn in the first part of the show, whilst in the second part talking all things Middlesbrough, who comes to the den on Saturday. Mill still unbeaten in six. We're going to obviously talk all about it in the coming show. If you're new around here, be sure to like the video, subscribe if you're new, and be sure to um, leave a review and say how impressive Mickey is on this show. So, yeah, we'll go to the first part now and back shortly. Hi, this is Marvin Williams. You're listening to that Millwall podcast. And welcome to the first part of the show. Mickey, mate, I'll give you a right reply there, pal. What are you saying? Um, People got to make you happy and leave a review, haven't they? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, I weren't doing it for that. I just thought I'd just wave and so people see it in the thingy. Question though, what does that, what does that, um, what does that actually mean in English? What you said, that 0.001, whatever, what does that actually mean in? So expected goals are metric they give. That is, um, I can't tell you worthwhile exactly the definition of it, but a lot of people see it branded about. They use it a lot on Sky and Match of the Day and stuff like that. Basically, it's a metric given to each attempt on goal based on the likelihood of it going in if it was shot a thousand times. So right. if you've got one XG, it'd be scored a thousand times out of a thousand. If you've got 0.1 XG, it'd be 10 times out of a hundred or thousand. Um, so basically it's like a breakdown of how many times if you've done that same shot, how how likely is it that would be a goal? So in Mill's case on Tuesday night, first time in five years, like I said, was a 0.0 XG because we had no shots on goal at all. Um, a back to the wall performance, obviously. And, you know, Blackburn, I think, in the game themselves had a XG of 1.7. So by that logic, a lot of people tend to use it for their punting or for their statistics and analysis saying, well, Blackburn should have at least scored one goal in the game and probably should have scored two, uh, whereas Mill would have scored none because we had no attempt on goal. I mean, Kai, break the game down for us. I mean, obviously, it was an unchanged 11 for the first time in a couple of games. Obviously, injuries, you know, kind of prevented us from going the same unchanged team over and over again. Um, but I think it was probably a, a game extra or a game too much for the sides. And obviously, you know, right. So that needs post-match interview just as such, really. No, he did. Yeah. Um, I think the motto is when you can't, when you don't win, don't lose. Um, and I felt like there was never a game we were going to win. Obviously, for the last 15 minutes, we sort of started to come into it. Bennett came on, looked lively. And you felt like, you know, if we had one chance, we might take it. And, and Nicky, I think it would have been really unjust. Well, it would, 100% being unju unjust if had we have won that game because Blackburn knocked on the door all game had you know had a couple of penalty shouts potential red card so um no it was a, it was a difficult match for us but I think it was what was going to happen at some point we were going to run out of run out of steam you know leg bit leggy and um yeah I think it was expected on another point I'm liking a t-shirt Omar Mill on magic <laughs> Not bad, eh? I won't no, reveal where I got it from. <laughs> but if anyone's interested, do let me know. Uh, but yeah, no, it's true. Millwall magic. And obviously, six times beaten. You'll take a commission for passing on someone's Instagram account, will you? <laughs> That's it. Bang on. But obviously, six times beaten, Mickey. The run's still going. Um, I suppose, like I said, at the start of the day, I probably would have took a nil-nil. At halftime, I almost definitely would have took a nil-nil. Um, and... That resilience is still showing through. Obviously, Ballard went off injured at half-time, so we didn't get through it unscathed. Another injury to contend with, and I think it was, Kai will correct me, maybe groin injury, Kai? Yeah, groin, yeah. I felt his groin. Yeah, so, Mickey, another injury to contend with. I think you felt his now. groin. 
or he felt his groin? <laughs> no, no, no. He felt his groin. <laughs> oh, okay. It was just when you went there. Yeah, felt his groin. And you're thinking, really? <laughs> you felt his groin? You're getting really close to the Millwall team now, aren't you? <laughs> oh, but but it's ten in- I don't know I've done that. It's 10 injuries now anyway, chaps. Uh, but obviously, Mickey, like I said, the resilience is still showing through. Like I said, by the XG stats, Blackburn should have and could have won the game. But defensively, and obviously, thanks to a great save from Bart in the second half, uh, it just seems to be that kind of steal and know-how. Six clean sheets in nine now. It's suddenly just turned around, hasn't it, defensively? And more more for that can, can, to continue. Yeah, I think it's... Um, I think the team just seems to be working better as a as a collective front, don't they? Um, I don't know how much, as I said before, you know, I don't know how much you can put it down to Rowett's tactics or... You know whether or not the team in training, or or it's just the team as a whole, but they just seem to be um, a lot more collective um, approach. Really, they they just it seems to me as if they don't want that ball going anywhere near the goal. They don't even really want it to test Bart, um, which is good to watch because that's what you want out of a team. You want that solidarity. You want that connection together. Um, that camaraderie. Um, I don't know how many more cliches I could put into that. But, yeah, you, you know, you just – you want them to play as one. Um, and, yeah, I think it shows, you know, all depends how we go um, this week. You know, if we can if we can nick a win on Saturday, then great. If it's another draw, then that's fine. We I think last week I said two draws out of the, these four games. So, hopefully then we go on to two wins. But – Hey-ho, um, we are where we are and um, it's it's not bad, but there was a few squeaky bum moments, though, wasn't there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only thing you was missing there was to say there was power and hunger from the side, but, you know, I'll say it for you. Uh, but, but Kai, we've got the fourth best defensive record in the championship suddenly. Now, obviously, bear in mind, if you take away the last nine games, when mm-hmm. I was obviously saying last clean sheets, six clean sheets in the last nine, Something we couldn't really fathom, and it, I know we spoke about it in a couple of pods already. But what has clicked for you? I mean, obviously, we had the injuries, like I said, Ballard's now injured, Hutchinson's injured. You know, consistency has not necessarily been there from the from the team to pick itself up defensively, anyway. But the know how and suddenly, like the determination to kind of get over the line and get a clean sheet, it's just suddenly clicked. And what do you think has kind of been the catalyst for that? I don't know. Um, I feel like. Uh, it's, it's hard to put it down to because we're not really changing the the side up. Ballard came in for Hutch against Reading, and if you you know, I argued before that maybe it was because the back five hadn't played enough games together. Uh, they kept getting mm-hmm. you know the, the squad kept getting um, moved around, but obviously because of injury. But with Pierce even came back, in, even came in, and, and we looked just as solid. So um, no, it was good. We we keep finding a way to shut the door. There's another door to add to the to the debate. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's been it's been good. We told you. <laughs> not to bring your silly little games to a professional podcast, but you don't listen. Doors no, or you're... wheels? Doors or wheels, Mickey? What's more of in the world? Wheels. Now is it... I, I initially thought doors, wheels. but I'm starting to warm to wheels, but I still think... Hey, don't, don't, don't make me do what I did to Kai earlier, mate. It's, <laughs> it's wheels. He gave me numbers. To, so be, mean, to be fair, I did, did he say I mean, listen, unless there's any carpenters out there who can tell me otherwise, there's... Alone, there's there's three hundred and eighty odd um, bikes made per day. Double that up for for wheels. So you bet you got best part of a million wheels there a day coming out of bikes, not including cars, which is about I don't know, 
couple of hundred million globally, probably, and then taking some more in America. Think about some of the trucks. Think about, you know, Lego. Think about matchbox <laughs> cars. Think about Corgi cars. Think about fucking Tonka toys. Think about every fucking car in the world, every toy car in the world. Um, you know, think about everything else and then go, yeah. And doors, okay, yeah, fine. You know, there are maybe a lot of doors, cupboard doors, kitchen doors, et cetera, et cetera. But my vote goes to the wheel party. Um, You're missing the point of if there's five wheels, there's five doors as well in a car. And I hate to drag this debate on, but we won't. We'll leave it at that. But how many doors are on a bike? It doesn't matter, does it? How many, how many bikes are there in a skyscraper? How many doors are there on a fucking 18-wheel truck? <laughs> I brought this all up, and I. Well, if you if you join the debate online anyway, let us know in the comment section below what you think. Doors or wheels? Um, I, I personally think at first I thought doors, but I'm starting to warm up to wheels, and I understand probably right. wheels is the likely winner. But you know, it's fine, it's fine. But Kai, um, one thing also what I want to talk about the XG whilst I'm looking at the stats. Mill yeah. have statistically the 16th best XG in the league, negative 0.23. Um, so by that, if the XG was to decide the league table, Mill will be sitting 16th place in the league. Obviously, we're much harder than that at the moment. Are we punching above our weight? It kind of feels like it, obviously, in the games recently. You know, we're kind of grinding games out, winning by the odd set piece. And how sustainable is that? I mean, a lot of typical statistics analysis, analysis would probably say it won't continue much longer. But when Mill will, I feel sometimes with the exception to the curve, especially when we're going to run like this at the moment. No, I think I think that um, that XG is... Obviously, with 16th, I think it just puts it down to how good the defence has been this year. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it hasn't been as good as previous seasons, um, it just shows that the, the defence of the squad is punching above its weight in terms of, you know, goals scored and whatever. Because, you know, we don't, it's, you know, it's not it's not a secret. We don't score loads of goals. Um, and the way to counter that is by scoring one, obviously, and, and conceding none. And we, we, we tend to do that quite a few times. And the more and more you do that, the more and more you rack it up. And that's the way you can win a game. It's pretty, you know, obviously it sounds pretty simple, but it is the way to win a game. And all you have to do is score one. If your defence can stay strong, like obviously our defence can, it's resilient, it's stubborn. And, you know, that's that's the way to win a game. And Mickey, I suppose, um, you know, we obviously spoke about the catalyst in our race and run of form being Jed Wallace's return to the team. I think it was probably a bad day in the office for him on Tuesday. But, you know, I guess the service wasn't there for him anyway and his chances on the ball were quite limited. But, is that, is that what you put it down to, mate? A bad day at the office for him? Or is it maybe a game too much for him and probably needs, you know, a few days off? But obviously the game's come thick and fast that you can't really allow for that, can you? Especially for one of your best players going forward. No, I think you have to look at it and go, it's not long come back in from injury and probably, you know, the intensity of those games we've played, those five wins what we've had, um, still still sounds funny, doesn't it, saying five wins on the yeah, bounce, but uh, the five wins we've had um, must take it out of you, especially where they've been, you know, okay, we had the break between Blackburn game um, the first time and they um, couldn't fucking shovel show snow even. Um, yeah, I just think probably a bad day at the office. And because you could see the frustration on him. I think balls weren't falling right. They, you know, they, they weren't getting in. And also Blackburn was defending really, really deep. Well, not defending, but they were they were sitting right back. So it was hard to get the ball moving, hard to get the ball, you know, up. So I just think, yeah, there was a, a bad day at the office. That's what I'm putting it down to for him. Um, I was quite surprised with Pierce, to be fair. 
when he signalled that he was coming on, he was one of those, oh, fuck's sake, we're going to lose now moments. Um, but he did seem to command a bit there. Evans. You've always got a knack of answering my question, then going on to the next point without me asking you the question. So firstly, thank you for that, mm-hmm. as always. But my next point was going to be, obviously, the substitutions. You know, mm-hmm. first half, it's pointless me saying this now, seeing as you already started to talk about it. But obviously, you know, first half, we kind of rode our luck at times, didn't really get a foot in the game. The manager makes an enforced change. Bala comes off at halftime after Kai touched his groin. Um, and then obviously at that point, you know, we've got a whole kind of conundrum there of what does he go for? He's brought on George Evans. Initially, I thought when he came on, he might have kept the formation five at the back. He moves Evans into the midfield as a harder midfielder at the time. Um, and as you say, Mickey, 10 minutes later, Pierce does come on. Um, and it was a bit of a shock, but also I think it probably was the right call, which I, I feel like you was going to go on to say, but you instead it felt like you were a bit critical of it. But is it maybe he made a mistake and realised it quickly and commend him for it? Because he put it right after that and, you know, we kind of saw the game out quite competently, I felt like, when Pierce came on, Mickey. Yeah, look, Pierce is all... Pierce, he has good days, bad days. I just... I'm not a great fan of Pierce. I don't see what this draw is to Pierce. Um, I don't know why we're paying someone probably a half-decent wage who doesn't really play any games. Um, and I suppose, realistically... The negative, it's not negative, but it's what I've said about Rowett all along, is that I just don't think Rowett is a is a man-manager. I don't think he's a, a, a people person. I think he's a tactician. I think he's probably a good football brain, but I don't know if he is a, a great um, man-manager. And I think the reason that Pierce was kept on was that Pierce has got that better relationship with the players, the more of the go-to man um, than Rowett. But hey-ho, look, it worked Football's all about results. Football's all about gambles, and every 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 part of football is about a gamble, and um, it paid off. So you know it is, but hey ho, it, it it worked. So you know I'm not going to sit there and cut the fella off just because it worked. So if it Try didn't, some work- more. Tried to sound more infused, mate. We got a nil-nil when we didn't have a single shot on goal. <laughs> we got to take every cloud on all this sort of stuff. I think it was a great result because it, you know Blackburn wanted us to go up there. After their their shithousery, um, what two weeks before, whatever, with the the snow and fucking under soil heat and gate and all that sort of shit, um, they wanted us to go there and they wanted to turn us over to a degree, but it didn't work out. Um, and I think realistically, we probably got a better result than possibly we thought we were going to get up there. Um, and Blackburn definitely got the the you know the bum deal out of it you know they they i think they thought they were going to turn us over they're they're not they're not a pushover you know they're top half of the table they're doing well um and realistically they should have probably turned us over but we stuck in we worked as a team uh we defended well and you know we stopped the embarrassment and our clean sheets carry on kai it felt like Obviously, you know, as Mickey said there, Blackburn, you know, albeit they are obviously what they were in the Christmas time when they went on this unbeaten run and played themselves into contention to maybe potentially win the league. They've fallen off a wagon since. I think they've only scored three goals since the turn of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And obviously, it felt like they were there for the taking going into the game. We've all discovered since it was a game too much for this middle side. And obviously, the games were catching up on them after the recent run. Uh, But perhaps, yes, Blackburn should have won the game. 
Um, but in that second half at times, I thought, you know, where we had that one little moment of potential of quality, especially we were on a couple of set pieces, a couple of corners. I was thinking it's set up here for Cooper to get his third in three games and three match winners in a row, mate. I don't know what you felt. Off view. Um, no, it was good. Close. It was. Uh, I'm making. I'm making sure that I'm just you know staying here. It's all good. Um, no, it was. Um, no, it was. It's one of them games. You, I think we'll look back on and think that was a real. That was a good. A good point. A, a, a point gained. Um, you know, it, it's disappointing we couldn't get all three and close that gap a little bit. A little bit more. But um, we, when you're under the under pressure so much, it's always a. It's always a good. A good point like that. Yeah, I felt the same with Cooper. I thought one 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 set piece here. You never know. He gets his foot on it. Gets his head. Gets his head off it. Um, we we score, but um, I felt that there was obviously two. Um, I don't know if we're going to go on to this Omar or not, but I'll I'll bring it up um, with the penalty decisions, especially the Pierce one. I felt like that was karma for sending us back the last game uh, that we didn't play. I felt like that was a bit of karma, and I felt like we deserved that little bit of luck because of the the fact that we've been probably shafted out of a a, a game three two three weeks ago. So so I, I felt that we deserved a point after the resilient battle we showed. I think it's a point we'll, we'll look back on and with with you know and be be pleased with. Definitely, I think with a Pierce will shout. Yeah, you see them given, but I felt like he tried to pull away with it, and I think that's how he kind of got the benefit of the doubt from the referee yeah. at the time. Um, I think Mickey, you might have alluded to it. Was it a red card for you uh, for George Savile in the second half, or was it kind of brought up? I can't remember which one you brought up earlier. Um, but obviously, Savile's gone in hard on the defender in the far corner in the attacking third for us. I thought like it was a game challenge, and if that was at the den. The referee would give a yellow and get on with it. Blackburn fans, Blackburn players, and fans thought otherwise. Um, what did you rate, make it, Mickey, at the time? Red card for you? Yellow, yellow card. I don't think it was. I think you know, with the benefit of looking back at replays and and seeing it again. I, I at first I thought we got the ball because the way the ball bounced off looked as if he got something on the ball, um, and the leg just followed through. I don't think it was. I don't think he, he jumped into to break the cunt's legs, but I think it was just a, a good old fashioned tackle. Um, you know, you know you'd like the ones when we were at school and playing, you know, football on the pit on the, on the Sunday leg stuff. It's just a standardized tackle. Um, but again, trouble is now, um, you know, these prima donna football players are all a bunch of pussies, really. They fucking go down at the slightest touch. So, you know, and the rules have changed, and yeah, he was it was lucky. Potentially, it could have gone the other way, but yeah, no, I don't think it was a red. I think it was a yellow all day long. It was made the, the worst, wasn't it, by the by the by the fans like jumping around, wasn't it? Like the, and the players, the players jumping, near, yeah, yeah. Going players causing a big thing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think for me nowadays, to, to me, you can tell when it's a bad tackle when you get the ooh from the crowd and you didn't really get that it was more uproar from it and not necessarily the thud of the ooh like that kind of moment everyone knows what and, I mean when you're in the and you stage. see you get that moment where it goes ooh and that's that's probably a red card but you didn't yeah. get that kind of sensation I think with Sam no. and also people around it other players you see their reaction and know that it's a bad tackle um, and also he was rolling around on you know he was on the floor sort of corner of his line looking to see what was happening so I see what you mean. Right, Kai, how many points are we off the playoffs? We're in ninth place. How many points four. behind Luton are we? We're four, four points behind Luton with 11 games to go. Um, obviously, at this point, like we said, six games ago, we would have took this and bit your hand off for, for, for you know, 53 points, 37 goals for, 34 against. 
you know, we're averaging more than one goal a game and suddenly, and now we're conceding less than one goal a game. So all the indications are pointing in the right direction to a classic Mill kind of guy outside the last couple of seasons, Kai. Um, I guess we'll talk more about the game Saturday, obviously going into it, but what's your kind of, you know, hopes the next three or four games for the international break? And hopefully, you know, we're in touching distance. As long as we're still in touching distance after um, international break, even the manager said it himself, we get players back from injury. It's a real good chance for us to give it a go, I suppose, isn't there? The last 10 games. Yeah, just just stay in, just stay in with a shout. These last, you know, these next four games for the international break. Try and close the gap if you can, but but try and keep in that five point region where you're where you're in it, where you're there or thereabouts, and you know, you never know what can happen after that. And I was looking at a stat the other day that said, I think it's thirty five games we've played now, haven't we? Thirty thirty five, I think it is. I think it's 30, the first season route came in after thirty five. We were on fifty. I know obviously Harris had the first two months, but we're on fifty points last season after thirty five. We're on forty five, and now we're on fifty three. So. We're doing, you know, we're three points better off than the first season Rowett came in, obviously, albeit that he wasn't there for the whole time. But still, and we were two points off, I think, after that. So we're three points better off. So, you know, if we can they can make a late run, then we're definitely in it. If at the moment, at six games ago, none of us were positive. Even Kai weren't positive six games ago. And Kai's the most positive middle fan I know. Um, I don't I think guess we were negative, the... negative. I think we were just, it was, the the, the problem we had was that it was negative football. It was boring football. It wasn't necessarily where we were in the league because that weren't too bad. We weren't in a relegation fight. The biggest problem we had was the fact of negative football. And, you know, it, it, that that was... We just wanted something to give us a little bit of... A little bit of, yeah, I'm going to go watch them next week now. Do you know what I mean? Rather than you walk out of the game and go, oh, fucking hell. But Mickey, could you imagine six games ago we went Blackburn away and we had zero shots on goal? It's the whole dynamic around the performances. No, I like, totally agree with you. You've, what you've, it's, it's what it's winning matters. That's I think yeah. Like, yeah. we 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 were shit on Saturday, but we won one nil. We weren't yeah. massively good against Sheffield United, but we were just a better team. Won one nil. Yeah. If we went if after the Blackpool game where we lost one nil, if we had Blackburn away on a Tuesday night and we had zero shots on goal and drew nil nil. We'd be sitting on this podcast and we wouldn't be in the, talking the way we are right now. Yes or no? No. Social media would be all over it. Everything would be all over it. it it's it circumstantial, be isn't it? it but winning, that's... you can get away with a lot more. And the fact of, you know, you, you when you're winning, everything's looked at in a different light. It's as if the sun's shining, isn't it? So, you know, I mean, you know, Gary Rowley could go punch a fucking three-year-old in the face and... You know, as long as we're winning, we'd be okay with it. Do you know what I mean? But if we were Gary, who? Gary Rowlett, who's Gary Rowlett, by the way? I've never heard of him. Well, I've done that for libel purposes, <laughs> right? So that he couldn't sue me. Okay, so so that was a genuine, purposely um, slip of the tongue because obviously libel and you know slander, and we know that people at the club listen to this. So um, yeah, we 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 don't have it. So yeah. Well, okay, fair enough. But I'll, nice I'll though, let, nice, to know that, nice to know that you're in the form of fucking dinging me out proper tonight. Do you know what I mean? You can <laughs> shut the fuck no up as well, Carl. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Who's Kyle? Who the fuck is Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> New message. Hey, man, it's Devin. You know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. Oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. <laughs> So you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat. When are we setting sail, Captain? <laughs> when you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, 
and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. Right, anyway, I think that's probably wrapped up part number one anyway. As mentioned, Mill we'll sit in ninth place, set up nicely for Saturday's game. Nicely is not even a word, I don't think, but, you know, it doesn't matter. Saturday's game, let's talk all about that in part number two, and that'll be with you shortly. Once I've killed the pair of these cunts. And welcome to the second part of the show. Uh, Kai, as mentioned, Saturday's game sees Middlesbrough come to town, fresh off the back of a 4-1 defeat at Bramwell Lane for Chris Wilder against his old side. What are you expecting on Saturday from Chris Wilder's men? Um, I think they're going to be like a, a wounded dog, aren't they? I think that's, is that the expression, wounded animal? One of the two, anyway. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to be, you know, coming to basically show that they're, they're you know, they're, they're going to want a response, basically. And you know it's four one four one. I've watched the game back, and not the whole one, just the highlights. And uh, they were they were dreadful. Um. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A couple of the Sheffield United goals were very, um, yeah, were the sort of goals that you, if we conceded them, I'd be upset that we conceded them because of the fact, because of the nature of them. A couple of good finishes, one from Morgan Gibbs-White. The other ones, there should have been a couple. Uh, there's a couple that, that they, they should have dealt with better. The goal that Burrow did score was was mess up from um from the from the for her, I think his name is Wes Fodderingham, uh, uh, the Sheffield United keeper, and uh, Balogun just pounces on it, taps it in, basically just he just loses his footing. Uh, they missed a couple of glorious chances in the first half. Andreas Sporra, uh, yeah, spoon one straight into the into the top top tier. Um, but they're they're a good side. They've got good players. Uh, you only have to look at their FA Cup run to see what they can do. Um, and I'm expecting a, a really tough game against a team that will be looking to to show what they're about and, and try and respond to to that defeat. But it, at the same time, I think Mill will be looking to respond from not having any shots on goal, and they'll be looking to you know put in a good attacking performance on the front foot and, and try and get that sixth win in seven matches. Obviously, we played Middlesbrough earlier in the season in Chris Wilder's first game as manager. Kai, I feel like uh, Wilder's the sort of manager like we look at Middlesbrough squad, and you're right in saying obviously you've got some good players in there, but it's not a it's not a Fulham, it's not a Sheffield United by the fact of players with big reputations that are played in the higher divisions and players you think, oh, we go like Sander Berg, for example, I think he scored the other night for them, didn't he, as well. Uh, but you look at Middlesbrough and I think that's just, it shows, it amplifies how good of a match for me that Chris Wilder is because as soon as he's come in, he's had 10, 15 games, everyone's like, that's it, they're going to get in the playoffs this year. They got humbled the other night, like you said, they had their chances to get in the game. But what I think we'll get from that sort of side is they'll be well organised and to be looking to play a certain game plan to try and catch that, won't they? 
Oh yeah, absolutely, and there'll be it's, it's going to be a really good um, attendance on on Saturday by the looks of things. Um, mm-hmm. Looks like I can't remember someone said this to me. I think it, it's looking about sixteen, seventeen. I'm not sure how to kids, get the kids for a quid as well. I think on yeah. Saturday as well. So the club yeah, is doing really... incentive to get FP fans in there. Yeah, it's really good. And if you look at the ticket map, uh, I don't know how much. Obviously, season ticket has to go. Obviously, uh, people have to be season ticket holders have to go. But if you look at the map, they look, there's, there's quite a, there's quite a lot of of sold out areas. Um, Mickey's looking at me. I'm not sure. Hi, welcome to the That Millwall Podcast Millwall PR Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck looks at ticket map? I like a ticket map to see how many people are going to be there because I like I like a I like to see a, 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 you know when you when you when you hear oh there's going to be a good attendance you look at it because it makes you excited doesn't it? Yeah, I mean rightly so. I think I mean I've never really personally looked at a map myself. I don't think leading up to a, a game, but nonetheless, <laughs> no, you know it's, it doesn't make it, me excited. No, it does. It makes me excited because it makes you think oh the den's going to be really rocking it, and you know we're the, the den's rocking with with what. 10,000 fans so with 16 it's going to be well it's going to be loud and it's, it makes it a hostile atmosphere which our players thrive on so that's that's why I'm excited I think I it mean, just shows it the magic of having a good home form and also winning games because yeah. obviously we had a good game against Sheffield United the fans kind of got us over the end of the finish line so to speak and you know sucked that ball into the back of Neff Cooper's goal and I'm hoping Saturday will be not too dissimilar Mickey because we always talk about how much of a 12th man they are and you know we say if you're pitch side you can feel how much of the crowd presence is there and obviously four wins out of our last five at home unbeaten since not in the Forest game in January it's kind of the momentum's there to try and help us kind of we talk about over exceeding our XG over exceeding our kind of where we should be in the table but factors like the den kind of come into play at this stage of the season and hopefully it just kind of carries that on for the rest of the season mate yeah no I totally agree um it's gonna be good there on Saturday um loads of kids you're gonna have the kids all on the front walls all of that sort of stuff there so yeah it'll be great it'll it, 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 you know, um, really bring a nice atmosphere to it. The kids there, I like going there with all the kids now hanging around on that front wall and stuff. It, it's what football's all about. Do you know what I mean? Annoying the shit out of the opposition players, calling the goalkeeper names and all of that sort of stuff and getting involved. That's, that's to me, where you build your future fans. Um, you know, not fucking stuck up high in a fucking turn. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it will be good. I think if, if, Someone comes out and goes through someone early doors, gets a crowd on side. Um, then I think, hey ho, the crowd comes on, and uh, and yeah, it, it's a it, it is a different it's a it's a different environment when that crowd's on side. If the players play and get the crowd on side, it's a it's a different thing. Now, I mean, you, you me and you've been and you've been there as well, Kyle, on pitch side. It's so fucking loud and so different when the crowd were on side. Um, that yeah, the twelfth man. I, I I fully believe um, in that twelfth man scenarios, mate. It's uh, yeah, it's it's definitely good. Six of our eleven games remaining are at the Den, like, and we're sitting here on fifty three points. If hypothetically, if we was to win all of our six remaining home games, I'm not saying that's going to happen. But obviously, we've got Middlesbrough Saturday. Uh, we've got Huddersfield on the Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember which day it is. Then after the international break, you've got Swansea at home, Barnsley at home, Hull at home, and Peterborough at home in the second to last game of the season. If you were to win all six games, that would take you up to 71 points. If you get into the 70-point region, you are touching the playoffs. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not, you know, it's, it's a, but I think to give yourself a chance 
And obviously, you know, momentum is one thing. If we just continue that gradual, gradual increase and keep winning our home games, Kai, this is why I think Saturday is a huge game for us, then yeah. you give yourself a fighting chance, mate, don't you? Oh, it's absolutely massive. Um, Burrow have shown it, that, you know, themselves. They've won, I think they've won nine on the bounce at home now, including cup competitions. And look where they are. I think they, they, they tend to struggle a little bit away and hopefully that's where we can sort of capitalise uh, Saturday. But the home, home form's, you know, vital. I think we, we, lost, we well, I, th- I personally think we were the we were the we, we were the club that struggled the most with no fans there because of that mm-hmm. that twelfth man that we, we talk about, and the fans coming back this year has sort of just shown what the fans bring to to, to the to the den. Well, you know, we weren't as good at home. Well, I, don't, I don't think we won that many games at home last season. Uh, we won a couple. I, remember, I can name you a couple, but there wasn't anywhere like what we've done at the moment. I think we've I think we ha- I think I'm right saying we've won five out of the last six home matches. I yeah, believe one, something like that. Uh, nil, four, nil, out the was, uh, four out of fast four five. Four out of Preston was the nil nil, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. That was a that was a dreadful game. That one wasn't it? Uh, but it's really it's exciting, and I think you know. And I've looked at the stat. I looked at a table yesterday. It said that the last eleven matches that we're left to play, um, I think we have a they have a like a league position of I think thirteen point five. The averages that we play. So obviously mm-hmm. we have some big games coming up the next four. Then after that we play some of the some of the lower teams, mid table sides, and we really need to look to capitalise that on that after we've hopefully picked up some points against against the sides that we, we need to be to com- compete against. I think that's it. You've got to emphasise how important the home form is. And I, I feel like we're obviously the QPR game was a good performance, one, two nil. Obviously we beat Birmingham just before the new year, three one. But I think we're due a big dead performance where we win three or four nil. I'm not saying Saturday's gonna be the time for it, Jats, but we are due that performance, aren't we, Mickey? Where we send the fans home home happy. Sky saying it could be close to a sellout. You know, he's already been on the seat plan and he's getting excited <laughs> over it, as he says. Um, and the only way to send them fans home happy and to get them back into the den for Huddersfield on Wednesday or Tuesday, I will find out exactly when it is, is by turning up and putting performance in that everyone can agree with and go, what a performance. And when you're walking out the den, you can hear people singing down Zampa Road and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of performance we need, I think, on Saturday to really send 100%. everyone home happy. Yep, yep, hundred percent. Um, fully agree with you. Um, yeah, we we could do with adding to Burrow's misfortune of last week and and, and give him a good beat. You know, like three four nil um, thrashing, um, because I think that will then cement that actually it could well be game on, and I think then the crowds will um, be back at the home game, and we feel the den. So. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting times ahead, but yeah, we'll see. Hashtag fielder then. <laughs> oh, don't don't start that with Thomas Sangard. No way. <laughs> They've been trying to do that for weeks, and every week they do it. They give I think every season ticket holder three free tickets each. Something stupid like that. And other fans, I think the Charlton fans are now saying we don't want a season ticket next year because we're going to get free ones anyway. So it's mad. It's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely mad. Um, come on then, chaps. Let's round up on our game for Saturday. I think. I'm expecting some changes, by the way, because obviously Tuesday was a game too much for this. I've got squad. eleven out of eleven on fan home. So I do, I saw that, and um, I do think there probably will be changes. Obviously, one in force with Ballard stepping out. I wonder if we're going to see a change of shape. I think we're just playing back five, so I don't expect us to go back four. But I could see a kind of mixed up eleven a little bit. Maybe a chance. I mean, Bury was quite poor the other night. We didn't really touch on that. I felt like it was a a tough game for him to get involved with, and obviously Bennett's now back available. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw Bennett and maybe a phobia up front with Jed sitting in the 10 um, and maybe perhaps a midfield change. Maybe 
maybe perhaps even Savile coming out. I thought Savile had a good game, to be fair, but maybe just mix some mix it up a little bit and offer some fresh legs in their chaps. Uh, but I do think we're going to win on Saturday. I'm going to say it. I, I'm always. I, I agree that. with you. I think we are as well. I mean, win I, Saturday. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I said last week that I think we'll have two draws out of these last games before the international break, and I and I think that we're not due another draw yet. Um, I think we will get a win. Um, how much by, I don't know yet. No doubt you'll ask me in a little while, but at the moment, I think we're definitely going to win that. Um, I'll make it easy for you. I'm going to go 2-0 Mill Saturday. There you go. I'm, see, I'm tempted to say... I'm tempted to say 4-0. Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> Purely um, because of the, the back of their game the other day where they had a bit of bad luck. And they're going to come into this slightly negative... And Bennett's back, and I yeah no I reckon I reckon potentially four 0 I'm going to go Jed Bennett, Coops, <clears throat> and Danny Mac to score his first goal. I was going to say Danny Mac to score in my two 0 win. To be fair, so there you go. At home. Um, I think Kai, if he's gone four 0 and I've gone two 0 I know what you're going to go for. Oh, okay, six. right. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if, if, if we're doing multiples of two, then you realistically got to jump to six, didn't you? But we won't, we won't go that far. We won't get that, get carried away. We could just go, go little, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit less optimistic than you guys, but I'm going to go one nil. Okay. Well, one nil. I, reckon we'll we'll, I reckon we'll score late and it'll be a good game. We'll, we'll score late and we'll, we'll win one nil, I reckon. Ben is I love it. And I saw also fair play to the club. We're in March and we're already selling Isn't season it? tickets and fair play to them. Price is frozen, obviously Mickey as well. And, you know, club issues. I always come to you on this one, mate, but let's be right, you know, and have it fair. I didn't pay for season ticket this year because I renewed before injuring COVID and I got free iFollow for the whole season. Then I got a free season ticket this year. I think I had to pay £15 admin fee, whatever it was at the start of the season. They've frozen the prices based on two, three years ago now. And, you know, obviously, that's fair play to the club, isn't it? And you can't knock it and the credit's where it's due there. No, definitely. I mean, you know, 350 quid, I think it is, for um, Carbolo Lane Lower being held until May. Um, works out, I think, about 13 quid a game, which is, you know, which is a bargain, to be fair. Um, look, I, I, the only thing what will, what will make it even better for me if we can have the shirts out very, very soon as well. If we can have the shirts out April, May, then you know what? Actually, fucking superb. Um, but whether or not we do or not, knowing the people who run the club shop, um, I'll be I'll be very shocked. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's very Premier League of you to say you want the shirts out before the season's over, mate. Like this, Because the kids... No, it's not Millwall. But, you see, the thing is, I always think that where where the demographics of the club is now changing more and more, where you've got more kids coming involved and more kids want to wear football shirts, families go away on holiday, you know, coming up to June, July, people are planning their summer holidays, going away. You want to make sure that the shirts are readily available before then so people buy all the stuff for holiday and then you get extra income for the club. You know, we've had it hard the last couple of years, but I think if you can get the shirts in early, you've got that extra few months of where you can make income, where every year, for as long as I can remember, 
we missed that we missed that slot of being able to sell shirts for people going away on holiday, wearing training shirts on holiday, kids wearing shirts, etc., etc., etc. We miss that every year, and I think that if there's one year where we could do with everything falling into place, this is the year where we could do with that extra with, with that extra revenue. I think you're bang on there, to be honest. And I didn't really think of it that way before. Um, and you're right. I mean, like I said, it's very Premier League because obviously a lot of Premier League clubs will have their last kit, uh, their kit for next season on the last day of the season, tends to sell afterwards and all that sort of stuff and get the incentive there and obviously the buzz going into the close season. And I can't remember we were ever doing that, really. Maybe in the early 2000s, maybe once or twice. Um, and then later in the late 2000s, like two, I'm talking before 2010, I can remember when I used to get shirts back then, I'd probably have a shirt by the end of July. But nowadays it feels like into August, most people get their shirts. I mean, I don't know what it was this season just gone. Because I don't buy the shirts myself. So, yeah, there you go. It's, it's, it is a, it's a it fair statement. And and that was with... You see, the thing is, really, all they've got to do is design a shirt because Husky's the sponsor. So you've got the sponsor logo already. All you need to do is have the shirt. The, shirts, the shirt would have been done towards the end of last year, probably November, December. The shirts would have probably been chosen and put to put to done they were probably printed and everything else probably february this year so the shirts are somewhere um ready to go uh it's just getting that stock in you know i mean look the club listens to this if you you need us to go hire a van and uh, and drive over to um italy i oh, know they've got a new they've got a new shirt sponsor this year aren't they? we're gonna have a new kit supplier so we don't know who that is yet i think it's i think it's a new one this year so yeah but we don't mind we can we can travel wherever, as long as it's not Russia or Ukraine. Um, we're happy to go anywhere in a van and do a jolly to pick up stuff. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm just, trustworthy. I just went on to um, Google, right? And I just typed Mill Kit, j- just on the whim. I don't know if it's going to come up for you as well. So it's, there's someone selling a home concept football kit for Millwall yeah. in 2022-23. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's on the, if it's Mill, the same one, I, I think like Mill, by UK Soccer Shop 2022 23 home concept football kit Libero adult long oh, sleeve. Would the captain actually, yeah, it's actually a well marked top. And Wait, the line, what you search in? Mine's a bit rascal as well. Type Mill kit on Google, and the first one that's come up is UK Soccer Shop. Is it the one and, with Captain Morgan? Yeah, it's actually a bit more rascal. That I was like, oh, let me just look into this. Hmm. And I mean, it's purely a coincidence that I'm sure, and I have no idea why that's even a thing there on there. But I mean, if anyone's watching, I'll try and For hold those up of the you, camera. Hang on, I've, just, on there. I've got it another way, Omar. So don't panic. Keep talking amongst yourself for a minute. You're going to try and upload it into the streamyard, are you? I am going to do that now. <laughs> to be fair, talking about kits, my my mate's a uh, Orlando City fan in MLS. He sports Gillingham and. Orlando City. Um, I've done. I have no idea why he sports an MLS team, but he does. And they played their first game. I think it was last week. They released their shirt two days before their first match. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. And is it a brand new club? You said as well, is it? Uh, no, it's, or... it's, it's no Orlando City have been around for oh, probably twenty five. I think thirty years. So they've they've literally uh, released their kit, their new kit for the new season, two days before the start of the season. It's crazy, isn't it? Like that's. It's yeah, well, a lot of clubs are like that. I think nowadays, to be honest with you, especially the lower down the football league you go, and obviously in the, in the states as well. In that case, uh, Mickey, mate, I'm putting you on the spot. Are you got it sorted? Yes, mate. Come it's on, then show, right show us. Yeah, 
this is making great audio if you're listening but if i mean this is an incentive for you if you are listening audio to check out our youtube channel at that middle podcast um obviously you can see content and mickey's done it wrong what are you doing well, I have done it wrong. Hang on. You have done Thank it you, very man. wrong, mate. What yeah, let me just move. Well, I was trying to add it in. Where does the image go? You add oh, it to oh, a banner. Oh. You've done it in the wrong place, mate. This is this is invaluable content. And obviously, like I said, you yeah. can witness this in person on YouTube if you do if you check out on YouTube. So be sure to do that. Kai, I guess um before we go, you wanted to add something onto the show, mate. Maybe this is ample time for you to uh do that. So I'll pass over to you, pal, to say what you need to say. Yes, yeah, so I just wanted to say um I did an article earlier in the week. There's a young girl, um, five, five-year-old girl uh, called Molly McCocken, um, who's from the Bromley area. Um, she's got stage four uh, neuroblastoma. She was, I'm just going to read a few bits out just so I get it all spot on. And we do know the, we, we sort of know the, know, know of the family. We, do, we, we don't know them well, but we know of the family because of the local area. Um, so when she was two and a half, she was uh, rushed to hospital at the, uh, do you know the Princess Royal University Hospital in Farnborough? Mm-hmm. She rushed to host- hospital there with a sharp pain in her hip. Um, she had an operation a few days later, which released uh, uh, released pressure from an infection and reduced the pain. But a scan showed abnormal cells in her hips. And after three weeks with, after with further tests, uh, Molly was diagnosed with stage four uh, neuroblastoma. So she is also called Molly MC. So if you see Molly MC, Molly McCock, one of the two, that is, they are the same person. Uh, she's now five and basically her family are appealing for donations uh, to, ba- to basically just do this, um, they, they need 300,000 um, to do al- almost, well, it is cure the cancer um, in the US. They, that, that's where the treatment is that is currently not available um, in the UK, the treatment that she needs. She's currently raised 180,000 on our Just Giving page, um, but they obviously need 100, another 120,000. It was originally 200,000 for the US, um, but they upped it at 100,000. I'm not quite sure why. I've never actually got that info, but um it was up to 100,000 I'm not not sure why but it was uh she began an initial 80 day course of aggressive chemotherapy at the end of August at the Royal Marsden and King's College hospitals but she needs this basically special treatment to cure the cancer once and well, once and for all she was given a I think it's 40 percent uh survival rate when she was first uh diagnosed with with the cancer um but she but every single day that goes on obviously she's raising more money and you know, with with the um, just giving page, if it can reach three hundred thousand, she'll have a really good chance of 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 beating it. Um, she, we have seen her at the the local club that she comes to. The uh, parents are one of her parents is a is a uh, squash member. Um, love really lovely family. Um, and um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a really hard time for them. Um, but they've done they've done quite a lot of um, fund uh, donations and sort of uh, sponsored nights at, at the local club to to try and get her to. Um, Sort of, they try and get people to donate this money and, and get it all uh, together. Um, but yeah, the uh, just giving page. Um, I'm sure Mickey will put it in the, the description. It'll be, below. In, the, it'll be in the but, show description. Yeah. And on Spotify and everywhere, and on YouTube as well. So it'll be everywhere. I'll stick but it anything, on our link. I'll stick it on our link tree as well. Yeah, anything will help. Like much, it's much appreciated. Whatever, it, whatever you've got, like Miss, you know. But she's, um, yeah, she's she's got a really good chance of surviving if she can get this um, treatment in the US. Well, so there you mate. go. She's. She's five years old. Um, links will be in the description. So, yeah, get there. So, um, give us the kit, mate. Come on. There it is. I like it. I like it. I, I can't lie. It's, it's quite it's nice. A concept it's nice. Kit, so, I have no idea yeah. where it came from. But, um, and also, I don't know why the badge has changed, but nonetheless, interesting. Oh, isn't yeah. It? I know where this has come from now. You. Yeah. That was at Orlando City. 
interesting. Yeah, stopped. Maybe. The, um, the fella changed, the fella DM'd us ages ago and we told him and he put a shirt out ages ago and got absolutely ruined on it um, for changing the Lions badge. There you um, go. Might have been from me as well, telling him, don't change the badge. Um, yeah. But no, look, you know, I've got, I've got a few um, of the old Lionesses shirts with the badge, with the original badge on. So I might get one of those, pick the badge off, and then put the badge on that. And then maybe we, us three should buy one, and then I'll give you all the badge to sew on, mate. And then um, we'll have a unique shirt, what no one else has got. Or maybe we should buy one, stick the badge on it, and then fucking get Kai to get the players to sign it, and then you can auction it off for Molly. <laughs> that's nice that's good idea. a good idea I never thought about that that's no, a good yeah. idea yeah well definitely for sure um, I think obviously we've now reached our end point as mentioned check the show description notes Not more so for the fact that there's a, a fundraiser in there for that money girl so be sure to check that out and uh, thank you guys for listening and watching today if you're new around here be sure to subscribe and leave a like leave a review or comment it helps us out more than you think and obviously check us out on our socials at that middle pods and hopefully we'll be back next week on the back of a nice, comfortable Millwall win on Saturday. Here's hoping. And a national radio appearance. And a national radio appearance, which we'll talk about more next week. Mickey, thanks for coming on as always, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm going home now. (laughs) Cheers, Kai, mate. (laughs) Thank you very much. Good show, guys. Well done. We got through without putting anyone Yeah, we did. Oh, honestly, well done, boys. I'm so proud of you too, honestly. You, you, (laughs) You know, on this late Thursday evening, you've made my day. Thank you so much. Picture this, you're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered 
by fans.